Bald Man Campus is presented by QuickBooks. New business? No problem. Success starts with the Do-It QuickBooks. Learn more at QuickBooks.com. That's QuickBooks.com. Bald Men on Campus. With Jay Billis, LaFonso Ellis, and Seth Greenberg. Welcome to Bald Men on Campus. We're going to the Midwest. And, uh, you know, when I think about it, uh, Jay Billis, who grew up in Paul's 30s, or what would you call that? Rolling Hills, California. Rolling Hills. We, we, were, Rolling we Hills. were like those spoiled rich kids of Paul's 30s. We, <laughs> I grew up in the hood of Rolling Hills. The guy looked over the Pacific Ocean. So you got Jay Billis looking over the Pacific Ocean, and you got LaFonso Ellison from East St. Louis. Looking over the Mississippi River. And I grew up in the mean streets of Plainview, Long Island. Uh, that's uh, really not really true. Uh, but bald men on campus, once again, you know, just bring you knowledge that is so incredible because our craniums are just exploding with just useless information. It's an amazing amount of useless information Jay Billis has put on a piece of paper as he does. What do you call that thing for that you, you do on ESPN.com? What do you call it? The useless information I have, uh, yeah. uh, the more than five minute bracket. <laughs> yeah, the more than five minute bracket. And then you write something for dot com. Yeah, that's what it is. I, I I think about you know as you guys know when we're on set for bracketology, we get handed a bracket and they say fill this out because they have to have our picks in like three minutes. And so I, I I complained one time that I said I'd like to think about this for more than five minutes. Well, so, you complained one time? One Wait time. a second. I complained one time. In five minutes, you complained one time. Well, th- that was the first time I complained. I just repeated it over and over again. It's still the same complaint, even well, though I use it a thousand times. Why don't you tell the people what that one complaint got you in trouble for? What yeah, well, for? Now, I have to, now I have to write an article every year on the more than five-minute bracket. And uh, But I've made people a lot of money. Uh, that's that's the saving when grace. And I think I, of you, I've I think saved of a great lives. American. Yeah, I'm a great American. I've saved lives. No can, can you imagine it. the wealth that has been built by people going to Vegas with my more than five minute bracket article? <laughs> what I got a question. In your five minute bracket, did you mention Tom Brady? Did you hear? Tom Brady. Oh, two things I want to let you know. Tom Brady's gonna play next year for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Rodgers came back and decided to go to play for the Green Bay Packers. I was, I just was wondering if you heard that. I've heard that, and I think I'll hear it every day this summer until we get to the first, <laughs> first game when those two, those two guys should be thinking about two things right now. Hmm. They should be thinking about putting their bracket together, which is the most important thing right now, and then they should be thinking about golf because there's, <laughs> at their stage of life, there's nothing more important than golf. And, uh, and I think they're wasting their time with that sadistic ground acquisition game that's nothing more than a crypto-fascist metaphor for war. Exactly. exactly. I can't spell half the words you just said. And I would just wonder. I would I, say you're, you're shorting yourself there. You can't spell any of the words I just said. And you know, the one thing I think when we, when we release this magnificent podcast, I think we need to tag Brady and Aaron Rodgers. And, and because, I mean – we just want to educate them because you know, like, here's the deal. They're listening. Who are you? I kidding? mean, They're I mean, listening. here's the deal. You know, they're filling out a bracket, and we can obviously make them some money, like they need money. <laughs> but anyway, all right, let's go to the Midwest bracket. Rub those bald heads like crystal balls and take a look into the future. I look at the Midwest bracket, and I, I think it's interesting. Obviously, Kansas playing better with Remy Martin. Mm-hmm. Auburn not playing so well because they're pitching it all over the place, and their guard play hasn't been as consistent. 
Wisconsin, a tempo team, but the Iowa team is the one that's caught my eye. Because hmm. let me ask you, can Keegan Murray have a Kemba Walker type run in the NCAA tournament? Ooh, how about that one? That sounds like something that you'd be asked on on probably SportsCenter at seven o'clock in the morning. I think the answer is yes. Yes. That w- with Iowa switching defenses the way they do, uh, they're very good offensively. <clears throat> and Keegan Murray's a superstar. Uh, it, it'll be a different domination of of a game because he does it defensively, running the floor. It, it's not as dynamic as Kemba Walker uh, did it at UConn when they won it. But uh, I look. I don't think they're going to win it. But but I think they could certainly advance. Uh, they're good enough to to be in the Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight. They'd have to beat beat Kansas to to reach an Elite Eight. But uh, but I was playing great right now. You just wonder like so so the Auburn thing. Auburn loses in the the uh, Southeastern Conference tournament, and there's there's not been a team, if I'm not mistaken, that has lost in the quarterfinals exactly. of their tournament that's gone on to win the national championship. But that allows them to go home uh, with uh, not their tail between their legs, but to go home humbled and get back to work. And there are there there have been numerous times it hasn't happened in the quarterfinals, but it's happened in the semis of tournaments where I remember North Carolina did it in 05. They lose in the semis there. I was sitting there. We were all there. But I was sitting there near the North Carolina bench when Georgia Tech was beating them in 05. And Roy Williams walked over to his starters on the bench and said, if you guys will listen to me, we'll win the national championship. Mm. And they went back to Chapel Hill and they got to work and they, they wound up winning the national championship. Um, you know, this quarterfinal versus semifinal thing is just one game. So I don't think it's dispositive of the issue, but, but I think Auburn will play significantly better in the tournament than they played in the SEC tournament. Fonzarelli, what do you think? Yeah, I've, I began looking through and, seeing where the upsets would be as I did earlier. And uh, I think I see one here with uh, Miami as the 10th seed and uh, USC as the seventh. USC is a long athletic uh, defensive minded team, but I love the way Miami plays their ability to be able to spread, spread you out five out offense with a Sam Wardenberg who can pick and pop and is now driving it. Those three guards that they have, uh, including Isaiah Wong, are very difficult to guard. And I think they will cause a lot of problems for USC because they don't get a lot of credit for it. Miami's not necessarily known as a great defensive team, but what they do do is they turn you over because they trap your ball screens, etc. With USC being a team that runs a lot of ball screens, especially in actions with Boogie Ellis, that could be problematic from USC. Yeah, Miami doesn't really defend, but they do disrupt. Yes. And when they disrupt, it creates really easy offense for them. Mm-hmm. And Charlie Moore, I, you know, I, Jay, you've called uh, the games, but it is a, the ball finds that dude. Whether it was that loose ball that he kicked ahead on that hit mm-hmm. ahead to, to, to win the game, I mean, or the crazy shot he made against Duke. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the ball finds him. Uh, so I, I agree with that. I, I'm going to go back to the 6 11. Uh, like you got Iowa State, who's, you know, it's kung fu fighting. They're going to mug you for forty minutes. <laughs> That's a song, brother. But but but, but they, look, they're hard to score against. And you got to remember, they got as I think they got as high as eighth in the country uh, early in the season. Because when you don't see that style of play. Uh, it's hard to prepare for it. And mm-hmm. I think that's what they did. You know, obviously the whole Big Twelve played that way. LSU playing with inter- interim coach. Uh, I think that uh, I think they've got to be. You know, I like I was surprised they were seated at a six with everything that's going on at at, at US at LSU. Yeah, that's a hard one to figure out. Are they going to be extra motivated to mm-hmm. go out and do something? Uh, Kevin Nickelberry is taking over as the interim head, head coach. coach. 
uh, or are they going to say we're done? I I don't know the answer to that. They don't score easily, Mm -hmm. but they can really guard and they're super athletic and They've got the best six man in the country in Tari Eason. Mm-hmm. You know, Darius Days has been I shooting more him. threes this year, but he's a, a really good player. They're more talented than Iowa State, but Iowa State's gritty, man. And, yes. and that, that's that's not gonna be a uh that's not gonna be a pretty game. That mm-hmm. that's gonna be a fight. And and so I, I do think it's somewhat of a toss up, but I agree with you, Seth. I'm kind of taking all the elevens over the sixes. Uh, and I agree with you, Fonz, that I think Miami's going to be a problem for, for USC because they've got so many individual playmakers. The game in, in that region in the Midwest that uh, has me salivating uh, is South Dakota State against Providence. <laughs> South Dakota <laughs> State, it can really, they average like 87 points a game. They yes. shoot 50% from the field, 52% yeah. from the field, if I remember right. And they shoot like 45% from three. Mm-hmm. So they've won 30 games already. Uh, they won all of their conference games. Uh, nobody, nobody touched them. And with their ability to score, I think they can make that game a real problem for Providence. Mm-hmm. And Providence is good. You know, they've got a, a bunch of guys that are, are tough-minded. Tough. And mm-hmm. Jared Bynum's terrific. Mm-hmm. And uh, Justin Manaya is really good. And Al Durham transferred in from Indiana has played great. Big Nate Watson. Yeah, they got Nate Watson inside. They, they're old. They, they, they should be. They should win. But but I wouldn't want to play against South Dakota State the way they play. If they're knocking shots down, it's kind of like when Hunter Couture started mm. nailing shots against Duke. You're like, uh oh, man, this dude's this dude's the real deal. The province got a bunch of guys that'll be joining our club and ball men on campus to solve, and they'll I mean, be happy. And it's 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 unbelievable. Uh, Fonz, what do you think of that game? Yeah, I agree with Jay. The the reason I'm familiar with South Dakota State because they recruited Walter when Walter graduated from Bucknell, and they play a beautiful style of offense too. They spread it out, and he recruits guys who can shoot it and guys who can guard. And so they don't get a lot of credit for how they're not a great defensive team, but they're solid enough to be able to support that high octane offense that they have. South Dakota State wasn't worried about the bloodlines that that you never defended when you played that. I know you shot a lot. He made buckets and leads out of his long shots. Some people have to score. Some people have to play defense. Best defense is make him take it out of the net. Make him take it out of the net. Fonz, he's the second leading shot blocker in the history of Notre Dame, but he's behind Jordan Cornette, which really doesn't say much for shot blocking. I'll tell you. you The one thing, Ed Cooley, and he said this on the tremendous show we had, Bracketology. Uh, You can go back and probably download it. Mm -hmm. Well-educated, but – uh, he said their focus is tough twos run people off the three point line. Mm. I mean, they really and they really do do a good job. I think they hold people to about thirty percent from yes. the three and th- have done a good job against good shooting teams in the Big East. So, mm. the one thing that worries me about Providence, I think they have twelve games or thirteen games where they have five points or under that they won. Mm-hmm. Like that, like the Ken Palm now has a lucky factor. No. And like, yeah, I had the tragic factor. <laughs> right? But Ed Cooley, because he's such a nice guy, he had the lucky factor. So like they won every single close game. Mm-hmm. You know, does that eventually, you know, catch up to you? I'll tell you the other game that's kind of interesting to me is San Diego State Creighton first of 50 wins. Uh, Matt Bradley, obviously, for San Diego State is the one guy that can score. Obviously, Mensa is is a, a big-time shot blocker. Poem is, does a nice job at the point. Creighton, they lose Nemhard, but Mm-hmm. They still have Hawkins mm-hmm. is a is a matchup problem that stretches wow, and pull, pulls you away. And what is it? The freshman kid Alexander or the mm-hmm. sophomore Alexander who's sophomore. gotten some of those minutes. Mm-hmm. He's played well. They're a weird Creighton team because when I think Creighton, I think of this 
flowing offensive team that shoots a ton of threes. Mm-hmm. They're shooting like 30% from the three, and uh, they turned the ball over about 20% of their possessions. Well, Seth Minton. But they just whooped up on Providence. Right, right, right. And 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 Mensa has to guard Ryan Kalkbrenner, who's a much improved post player on the interior, and he can block shots as well. So size against size, that, that's going to be a really good game. I mean, they got to the finals with Big East, right? Who are you guys liking that one? I like Creighton to win because yes. I think they score easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I take your point on Matt Bradley and, and, and Nathan Mentz is really good, and they, they've got a defensive mentality. But uh, I tend to I tend to favor the teams that score easier, and Creighton scores a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Anything in this bracket, like you know, when you say you know, see it moving forward? All right, I mean, like how far do you like Auburn is our, our enigma team? I mean, Miami Auburn. Undersized, not sure they have a matchup, obviously, with Jabari, if Jabari gets the ball. And then the Wisconsin team, which we didn't mention now. Obviously, Johnny Davis wasn't as good in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, can you see, uh, obviously, Kansas is number one seed. Can you see someone knocking them out of that thing? I, I have Iowa advancing, and maybe because of the way Keegan Murray's played. Sure. Uh, I have Iowa da- advancing, and I actually have Wisconsin Advancing past Auburn. Seth, do you mean knocking off KU? Yeah. Gotcha. Like if we're talking just first weekend. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Wisconsin, I don't th- I don't see anybody beating Wisconsin in the first weekend because mm-hmm. of right. Johnny Davis. He's not going to go three of 19 in mm-hmm. the NCAA tournament in any mm-hmm. game uh, in the first weekend. And Wisconsin's a, an older team, and I think they're pretty tough. You know, they, I think they were stung by – so many people questioning before the year because they lost so much talent from last year and so many, mm-hmm. so many uh, key guys mm-hmm. that they weren't going to be any good. And they get Chucky Hepburn in there to, Oof, to run the point for him. He's a great defender, all that stuff. So I, I have Wisconsin advancing uh, mm-hmm. out of the first weekend uh, to play Auburn in the sweet 16. And, and I've, I've got Iowa advancing to play Kansas. Uh, I think, I think all of those, those four teams are going to get out and it's going to be mostly chalky. Mm-hmm. Um, to uh, to get to the Sweet 16. Jay, Johnny Davis took a hard, hard fall. That was a hard foul. And I, I think much of his lack of production in that game was due to the fact that he was still hurting. And he's such a tough guy, he's not going to admit it. But with several days now <laughs> to get healthy and get healed, I think we're going to see the same Johnny Davis that we've seen all year long. And that's a very dominant uh, small forward who can score at all three levels. I mean, think about, I know we've talked about it, but for those who haven't heard us talk about it, uh, Where, what have you been doing? You heard us talk about it. What is wrong with? <laughs> Pay you? attention. <laughs> but but for Johnny Davis to go to Purdue and put up thirty seven, mm-hmm. and go to Indiana and put up thirty, mm-hmm. and then go to Michigan State on the road and put up twenty five. I mean, no Wisconsin team has won in a single year at those three places, and they won. I mean, they got contributions from everybody, but they won those games because Johnny Davis went off. Mm-hmm. And when you got a guy that can go off like that, mm-hmm. you know, Seth, you would ask about could Keegan Murray be. Uh, sort of a Kemba Kemba Walker mm-hmm. type player, um, he can, but so can Johnny Davis. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know that that Wisconsin. That they're different styles, so Wisconsin doesn't play fast. It's, it's a slip, but but I think that's actually an NCAA tournament type style that mm-hmm. when you can control tempo, it's possession by possession. I think they're they're in their wheelhouse. And you know the interesting thing, they're, they're putting him in more ISOs. They're posting them, mm-hmm. which they do obviously when they invert when they when they run an offense. But they're also creating ISOs for him, mm-hmm. and he does a good job of like ripping, backing, and and scoring. So mm-hmm. 
Look, okay, the one thing we know, obviously college basketball never disappoints, but, the, you know, the NCAA tournament is idiot-proof, except mm. if you're listening to our <laughs> podcast. Uh, We're proof of idiots. Yeah. <laughs> we'll I, 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 I just, I'll tell you what, I think it's going to be absolutely fascinating because the one thing you'd say is, all right, favorite to, to win the whole thing right now. Could you really, could, could you say, like, I, I like, I would, I would say Arizona. That's just off the top of my head because I just like the speed they play with. I like, I like big wing guys. I think they can score it. I think I got depth up front, but I think this. I think every Thursday and Friday we're just going to be like holding on, riveting, and this first weekend to me is just fascinating. The one thing we know about this year is we don't know. <laughs> and and I don't. I can't honestly. I can't remember in all the years we've been doing this. I can't remember a tournament that we went into where you didn't have a good idea of the teams that were going to we're going to be there mm-hmm. you know sort of in the elite eight yeah. and obviously teams are going to slip on banana peels here and there but but I I don't remember going into a tournament saying I don't know as mm-hmm. much as this year mm-hmm. and you know how much it hurts me to say I don't know yeah happens it's once crushing. <laughs> happens once a decade we understand that yeah. but uh, you know there's a lot of things have happened today though mm-hmm. Bonds. I mean like we had a show earlier today and Jay Billis three times actually said, "You're right, Seth." Wow! I mean, that was. I thought you were talking about burgers. <laughs> Did I misunderstand you. Shake Shack. It, wasn't it was the vanilla shakes. I, I was going to go out and gamble. It must be our day, man. All three of us, all four of us, wearing blue suits, and you guys agree with each other. Three. Don't worry, we'll make up for the next show. <laughs> Taylor, our work is done. Thank you, guys.